How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to The Gaming Observer for Thursday, February the 25th. Hope you're doing extremely well. Let's talk about some video games news. First up is BioWare. So ever since they released Anthem uh, early 2019, the team has been working on fixing its problems. You know, the game sold decently, but it was critically panned, and they lost almost all of its player base within weeks. And so what we knew is that they were planning on releasing like a 2.0 version of the game, or, you know, Anthem Next, I think is what they were calling it. And they have now announced that that project is no longer in development. Anthem is done. The small team which was left to fixing the game has been relocated to work on the next Dragon Age game, and Anthem itself will remain online and playable if you still want to try it, though obviously it was critically panned for a reason, so I would say don't go too far out of your way for it. Anyway, super bummed that they're not going to be able to turn this one around. I was really ready for another gaming redemption story, and I've got to assume that Bioware isn't super happy about it either, but say la vie. In a surprise announcement, Concerned Ape has officially released a Stardew Valley board game. So this has been in development for two and a half years, alongside a board game designer. And in a blog post, he said that he wanted to, quote, make a board game that captures the essence of Stardew Valley. It has pretty much everything from the video game. Villagers, crops, animals, fishing, foraging, mining, and more. End quote. So the game is playable from one to four players for ages 13 and up. So solo or co-op. And each play session is roughly one full in-game year, which takes about 45 minutes per player. Though difficulty and timing can be adjusted as you wish. Narratively, and I guess mechanically, it's the same as Stardew, where the players are fighting to drive away Joja Corps from taking over the town by either completing goals or restoring the community center. Here's something else he said about it, quote, I want to be really clear with everyone that this game was designed to have some depth and complexity. It's easy to play once you learn the rules, but it's not a short, casual game. Please check out the rulebook to make sure it's a good fit for you and those you like to play board games with. End quote. So anyway, super cool announcement. I was really happy to see this one, and it's already available for purchase if you want to buy it. A remastered version of Star Wars Republic Commando has been announced by Asper Media. Now, this is a game that was originally released in 2005, and then they also ported it over to the Xbox One in 2016. And now it's arriving on the PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch for the first time. It's going to arrive on April 6th with an updated control scheme and a whole new slate of trophies, and it will cost 15 American dollars. Feel free to check it out or pick it up if you're interested. CD Projekt Red has announced that they are going to be delaying the second major patch for Cyberpunk 2077. It was called Patch 1.2, which was originally scheduled for this month. It is now targeted for the second half of March. Now, despite what your instinct might say, there is little to blame them for this time around. They were the subject of a major cyber attack just a few weeks ago, and all of the information has now been auctioned off, sold, and is in the public, so they've had to do a lot of damage control. Even worse, according to Bloomberg, many employees are working remotely and have been totally locked out of the private network at CD Projekt for the past two weeks. They haven't been able to work. And while that may seem like a good thing, considering what we know about the culture at that company, uh, their information is also in the hands of the hackers. That includes Polish ID numbers and passport information. It's a really bad situation, on top of really bad timing for that game. We'll see how it turns out. Paradox Interactive have announced that a new content patch is going to be arriving for Crusader Kings 3, introducing winter to the game. So snow and harsh blizzards are going to be around both aesthetically and mechanically, where soldiers in a harsh winter is going to take more resources and, of course, be more likely to perish. 
And the patch is also going to bring some map updates. We don't know when it's coming yet, but there you go. Content is on the way. Okay, and the very last thing I'll mention here is that old school RuneScape is now available on Steam. This shouldn't change very much. I mean, it was very easy to get old school RuneScape before, but if you want it on Steam, you can now get it on Steam, and a lot of people are playing the game. So, there you go. Very old game that is still chugging along. I'm proud of them. Folks, that is going to do it for today. Thank you so, so much for joining me. I'm going to be back tomorrow with even more news. Wrap up your week. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. Hey, it's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. i got a couple of things to talk about today. First of all, I want to read a, uh, a tweet to you. Or Okay, I won't read the tweet, but basically there is a online forum for gamers called Reset Era, or Resetera. I think the pronunciation is still up for debate. And this forum has enacted a total ban on threads for promotional media for the new Harry Potter game called Hogwarts Legacy. And this was for a couple of reasons that I haven't talked about on the show, I don't think. Obviously, there you know, there's the big one, which is just J.K. Rowling in general, which was already kind of like an iffy thing when it came to this game. We didn't know what the relationship was like. We kind of expected that the game would try and distance themselves from J.K. Rowling. And then all of a sudden, we find out that one of the lead designers of this Harry Potter game is like pro-Gamergate and like anti-feminist and honestly made some YouTube videos that were like, and when I say these things, I don't mean just mean like tweets. I mean, very active on YouTube, making these like full length videos about basically just attacking women. And that's that's the lead designer of the game working on, you know, a, a JKR IP. It's not a great thing at all. And they've taken action. They've said, okay, we're not going to support the promo of this game. There's probably still going to be threads about like, you know, talking about the game, but we're not going to produce hype around it. And so I just said the same thing, basically. I'm like, I'm not going to talk about the game on this show anymore unless it's, you know, I, I will hype up games on this show, right? If there's a information about a new game or a game has just come out and the reviews are out or anything like that, I'm realistic, I'm pragmatic, but I'm also talking about these games for a reason because you want to hear them. So unless something changes, I'm just not going to be talking about that one on the main show. I didn't feel the need to make that announcement on the main show. It can kind of just happen naturally. But there you go. It's a sucky situation, but what can you do, right? Well, I mean, this is what I can do. I can I can make a public stance on it, and it doesn't mean too much in the grand scheme of things, but you just do what you can. Here's the other thing I want to talk about. I am in a gaming, art and business of gaming class. It's basically like a gaming industry class, I guess. And one of the projects is to just do a game review. I was going to review a game. And I was trying to think of games that, like, I knew nobody in the class was probably going to do. Like, I imagine somebody is going to be covering League and whatever, you know, Cyberpunk and whatever, you know, like all the all the big games. I was like, I don't want to do that. So I decided I'm going to do a critical game review of Papers, Please. It's a very small indie game. Well, I shouldn't say very small. It's a pretty popular indie game, but made by one person. Released in 2013 uh, by Lucas Pope. He also made Return of the Obra Dinn, which I really want to play. Anyway, I plan on doing my five-minute presentation on, on Papers, Please. But I haven't played it in a very long time, so all day today, for like three hours, in preparation for this critical game review, uh, I was playing Papers, Please again. And now I'm so far into it that I may as well just finish it, like, it's, it's a pretty quick game. But it's amazing how such a simple concept of like, hey, check the passport, make sure nobody's trying to bring in contraband, make sure the thing isn't expired, 
that process of just like checking all the various documents. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a very difficult game. Eventually, you're trying to like cross reference five different documents at once while trying to get the line moving. But it's a very simple concept. And how he managed to make it an extremely enticing game, I have no idea. It's very admirable. So, I mean, hey, I have to do like a five minute presentation on it, which means I may as well just do it this weekend. Like I, I do like a TGO weekend variety show on it and then turn that into my presentation. There you go. Look at me turning my homework into my side hustle. All right, folks, that'll do it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Until tomorrow, farewell.